Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Welcome to Courtside Indiana Podcast. I am Jim Reamer. We are joined. We I am joined by Dominic Neely. Kyler Staley is back. Dominique, how was uh, your week? Well, good, man. Ready to ready to get the season going. I see some of these uh, teams and schedules are getting filled in on John Harrell. I've yep. been on there looking at trying to get my little schedule, have an idea what's going on. And uh, I've been trying to get into a couple of workouts this past week. But the schedule's really, really messed with me. I wasn't able to get into anything, so still trying. Yeah, that that part of it's kind of a killer for me because I've got, for the first time ever, for the, ever, maybe not ever, but for the first time since 1995, I have a boss. So I don't, I don't, I can't ever really get out of work until 4 p.m. So getting to like a open gym at, at three o'clock or a workout or something like that. I was trying to make it to a school last week, and they they start their workouts at two fifteen. Yeah, that's impossible. It's like how how early do they got to go to school? Well, the one I was trying to get to started at five, and I couldn't even make that. It's on the worst night of the week for me. Only night I can't leave the house. Yeah. So then another Kyler, one started on? at three. So what's Kyler, going on? What's going on in your world? It's been, you've been gone for a while. Yeah, uh, Kyler's a very busy guy. I ain't going to lie. Uh, what about you know, how – are you busy? Going <laughs> in, you know, the addition of me covering football and all the stuff with that for my IU site, and, you know, I've been pumping out a lot of um, high school spotlights um, for, you know, all the teams in Indiana and everything. been doing that on prep hoops and everything. So I've been a very busy guy writing-wise and everything, but I'm only going to get busier as uh, as the weeks continue here. I mean, if you're going to speak of yourself in the third person, Jim's going to make fun of you. So, <laughs> we ready for the fall league this week? We are. I'm ready right. for it. Good. We're bringing on another voice too. Are we? I think. I think. Pretty sure Mason Mason Asher's re- his return to Indiana. Okay. His return to Indiana. It's going to help out with the fall league as well. So. Good. Kyler, you uh, got your team yet, or what? No, I don't. I don't think Jim's going to give me one. I, don't I, I think if his if his if his player crush ends up joint playing in the league, it'll be with an already made team. So I think the incentive is is, is has been taken away. So I'll I'll take a team. I'll take a you'll team. Take, you'll take a team. I <laughs> we'll see. It'll have to be a younger team because we need you watching evening games. We'll see. We may have we may have to do that. We may have to do that. We just got an influx of teams, so I may need an, I may need a coach. We'll see. Give me the list. Uh, I I'll do that. I got to finish it. I'm doing that almost literally as we speak. Taking a break to have dinner and do this. So we're recording Monday night as usual. All right, we're going to talk about uncommitted bigs in the class of 2024. Probably more fours than fives. Indiana being what it is, and then uh, we will. 
not then, but before that, we'll talk a little bit about a coaching situation. And right now we're going to get updated in recruiting. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, I put it in there. All right, here we go. I'm going to trade Buchanan. Senior guard from Westfield pick up two offers this week. He picked up an offer from Illinois Wesleyan and Indiana Wesleyan. Micah David. Oh, let's get to that later. Jackson Fugit, the wing from Fort Wayne Northside, picked up an offer from Franklin. Cole Hayworth picked up a uh, no, picked up an offer from Olivet Nazarene. Olivet Nazarene very busy this week in the state of Indiana. Caleb Lehrman, a uh, forward from Bishop Dwinger, picked up an offer from Bethel. Noah Lovan, a guard from Providence. These are all seniors, by the way. Picked up an offer from Olivet Nazarene, as we referred to earlier. Um, Wyatt Zellers, forward from Scottsburg, picked up an offer from McKendry, Division II school in the GLBC. Wyatt Zepp from Northridge, picked up an offer from Concordia. He's actually and from Westview. We didn't get that update. He transferred to Westview. Oh, he transferred to Westview. Oh, He's that's at Westview that, now. That's what the Slack discussion was about. Okay. Yep. Uh, moving now to juniors, all Division One offers coming coming our way. We're flying them off the shelf now. Justin Kirby, a guard from Fishers, who we kind of viewed. Well, we haven't really talked about it yet, but he definitely would be a kid that when we do the uh, class of twenty twenty five, like. Breakout players, I think he's going to be one of them. Eastern Illinois, sort of uh, ruining, <laughs> spoiler alert, uh, comes in with the offer. Uh, Braylon Mullen picked up another high major offer from Butler, the guard from Greenfield Central. Kellen Pickett picked up a couple of offers this week from Blackhawk Christian. He picked up offers from Toledo, Valparaiso. Xavier Robinson had a trio of high major offers this week. The guard from Lawrence North picked up offers from Xavier, Georgetown, Indiana, He's just knocking them off the list here as we go down. And Jack Smiley, guard from Valparaiso, picked up an offer from Valparaiso. So that's it. Anything stand out there besides Xavier Robinson squarely in the high major camp? Oh, we got wait two commitments. See, this is why I have Zach do it. I get too flaky and too scatterbrained. Luke Yeager, uh, power forward, center. What is he, center from Warsaw? Yeah. Probably committed to Olivet Nazarene and then Micah Davis. We talked a little bit about that last week. At least we named Eastern Kentucky as one of the three kind of favorites. I don't know that we knew for sure who, uh, if he had a final list, but, and that's where he went. Eastern Kentucky, the guard from Franklin. So Eastern Kentucky seems to feast on Indiana point guards and he will, uh, you know, he'll get a chance to do something there. He'll have to watch. Transfer portal be Dan. He'll, he'll have to watch maybe for a year before he gets to break into a bigger to a big role. But but he's a slick, slick ball handling, good shooter. Really gets into the really gets in the gaps and, and does a does a nice job of, of finding people. But anything stand out there for you guys you'd like to talk about? Ellen Pickett, you know, getting the we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, starting to get some of those D1 offers coming in. Toledo and Valpo, like to see that. Like to see more, obviously, but good to see some of those offers coming through. Um, and I guess Eastern Illinois was at uh, the Fishers Combine last week. And apparently, like what they saw from Kirby, I heard Kirby did really well. Looked really good, athletic, 
So obviously a good offer from him. That's his first offer, I believe. Correct. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look, he he was going to be a kid that steps into a bigger role, but I, I guess I want to know what his go-to offensively is. If this was football designation, he would be labeled as an athlete. Yeah. Uh, And that's, go ahead, Kyler. No, from watching him last week, um, I was at the Fisher's camp and everything. I think his go-to move is strictly the drive and everything. Yeah. And if he does not have – unfortunately right now from what just what I see, unfortunately if he does not have an open lane or if a you know a defender slides in and just kind of holds his momentum, he gets kind of flustered in a way. Um, but right now I think that's his move. But I think he's got potential to be a shooter and just a better guy, you know, finishing through contact. Yeah, and they've got – I mean, they've got a couple of kids like that. Well, they, I, he's one of them. They've got another kid. I mean, John Anthony. Um, they're John Anthony Hall. Yeah. Yeah, John Anthony Hall. They're soft. Well, I know he's a junior now, right? They're junior point yeah. guard. Mm-hmm. Who? I mean, who defensively is definitely a point guard. He could guard multiple positions, and I, I think he's a football player. I think sometimes his he's a little he's a little sloppy. But that's, you know, a lot of that's also early in the year. One of the things about Fishers is when I see him, I see it early in the year because you know, that's when they play Carmel. And it's not that I don't see Fishers at other times. But, you know, at the same time, um, you know, he just – that's something he's got to improve upon. And it may be one of those things where he plays football in college. But Kirby, every bit is athletic. And, and you know, he's going to get the skill development there you know, playing, he's, he's going to get the skill development playing there for Weiniger and their staff. Um, clearly, you know, one of the better skill development situations in the state, if you ask me. Uh, not only not only does Garrett put a lot of time into it, but so does Miles Ware, you know, and, and um, you know, and I'm just I'm just anxious to see what Kirby looks like this year. And I mean, everybody there is going to have to play a bigger role with Harrelson stepping out. But uh, he was going to be a kid that stepped into something bigger, regardless. So even with Jalen there, he would have had a bigger role, and and been a kid that produced a little bit. Anything else? It's good to see Xavier Robinson get that Indiana offer. I know Indiana had had a lot of interest in him. Um, you know, the past couple of years and stuff. So went on that visit, finally got that offer. So really helps his uh, recruiting momentum, I think. And that's another kid on a different level. Talked about it a lot this summer about how he's really matured into a kid who understands pace, how to change speeds, and how to use his body in traffic, not only to to make contact, but take contact. I mean, he'll initiate it. He's, he's such a strong kid, but he can also take it and, and finish and make plays. So, you know, the more he understood, you just don't go, 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 go all the time, the better he looked. And, you know, I think a lot of that's coming into into these offers and matches that athleticism with his length. He's just, I don't know, there's a lot to like there. I, he shoots it pretty well. He's an above average shooter. Um. Well, you know, we'll see. I mean, a lot of that, you know, look at C.J. Gunn, Kyler, uh, since you're there a lot. 
outstanding shooter in, in high school. And it's just a different world when you're in the Big Ten. Absolutely it is. And especially it's different from him when he's not playing consistent minutes. So he never has a, you know, real rhythm. You know, last year, you know, coming this year, he's probably going to play, be one of the first guards off the bench this year. So he'll have a lot more um, consistent minutes. So you hope that, you know, comes with improved shooting, you know, all of his made field goals and everything. But I think for CJ just starts on the defensive end as well. So he's got to show improvements um, there. And not to go too far down the rabbit hole with guns since he's not in high school anymore. (laughs) There, there's a guy that got a lot of screens in high school, yeah. you know, and I mean, he got a ton of screens just even, you know, his sophomore year, he was the guy getting screens while a Vance and Hughes were doing all their ball screen action. And, and that, that continued that even, that even continued a senior year, even though he had the ball quite a bit, they, they've always, Ellen always brought him off screens. And so him being a catch and shoot guy coming off the screen was, I thought a huge asset for him. Uh, of course, now he's in a system that doesn't set a lot of off-ball screens, which, you know, that's a conversation from their day. But we'll see how well that plays or or what changes Indiana makes without Trace, without TJD there this year. A lot of changes. Yeah. I'm anxious to see. I mean, I'm, I don't want to go down the IU rabbit hole, but I'm anxious to see what they do. Um, it, it It can't be the same. What wasn't in love with it with Trace, and it definitely can't be the same without him mm-hmm. because he's just they don't have anybody that has that kind of gravity. So, anything, uh, Dominique, anybody there stand out? Anything there you want to talk about or touch on? Um, I mean, I guess we could uh, you, you I'll mentioned talk about it, yeah. I mentioned Pickett and. Kirby, um, trying to see a couple yeah. of trio Fort Wayne kids getting some offers, um, which I'm going to talk about two of them okay. in a little bit. Um, well, we'll see. Yeah, save that for then. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, that's – is that – did we talk about Smiley last week? Was it Valpo he got last week or did he get another one? I, You know, I he didn't – I don't. no, he didn't get another one. I don't, okay. Let me, let me double check. This, I know we talked about a little bit. I just didn't know if we he actually has two D one offers now, or that was the same one. We'll go find out. That's a good question. Ohio. So it's the second one. Yeah, Ohio Valpo. And, and again, a lot of the, a lot of this timing. I mean, obviously Zach and I were at the same game. He just it just when I've when I've seen him play, he hasn't done much, and that's. And that's not his fault. He's, he's, no, he doesn't have to worry about me. Because no matter what, I mean, I'm going to tell people to go watch him and, you know, make their own assessment, you know, just because you hear so much about him. And he just, it's, he just, it's got to do, you know, he's just, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Jury's out. But I'm glad, you know, I'm glad he's gotten, that he's getting some of that, he's getting some traction there. Um, some of the internet community is not too kind to him, and I kind of think that crap's garbage just in itself. But not not super constructive. But that's another day. All right, move. You want to move on? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, coach Coach Pickens 
from Fort Wayne, Wayne left to move to Indianapolis. We we know it's why his wife got a job down here and that trumped all, right? I believe so. Yeah, that's that's what I was told. Okay. I know he's had a couple of opportunities to be assistant coaches down here based on conversations with head coaches. I think he is not taking those offers, at least as of yet. Um, but seems like we have a replacement for him, and it's – well, you, you go ahead, Dominique, and you tell us what we know, tell us what we think we know, and if there's anything we yeah. can prove. Yeah, so – I saw something and confirmed, I confirmed it. I saw the final two um, coaches that were up for the Wayne job was their top assistant, Anthony Brewer, and then Joe Luce from Tippy Valley. And um, I shot that. I saw that online, wanted to confirm it. Their assistant coach, one of their other assistant coaches at Wayne texted me back and said that is the case. And then, the, like the next day, or I think it was Saturday, I saw that someone said that Luce, it's confirmed Luce has the job. And, um, Steve, was it Steven Akaze? Yeah. From Tippy Valley, there. Is he a sophomore this year? He is. Yep. Sophomore. 2026. A bit nice. Mm-hmm. Six foot six, super athletic, a lot of potential is going with him to enrolling at Wayne as well from Tippy Valley. Um, and, and for the so record, he lives, he lives with loose. Yeah. I think I, I saw something where he, I, I don't know, I guess I shouldn't say that. I don't know if that's confirmed or not, but, but yeah, he, he is supposed to be enrolling at Wayne before fall break, which I think is the 20th of October around, around that time. And, uh, apparently loose, uh, is getting the job. I don't know if that's, you know, I don't know if that's official yet or whatever out there, but that's what I've been told. So. Well, I mean, I think it's a good fit. The he's obviously was he did a good job at Richmond. He, he did a good job at Jeffersonville. Um, he is. <laughs> I think he'll. I think he'll do well at Wayne. I think kids will gravitate toward his program there. And as we know, Fort Wayne is kind of cyclical as far as the city schools as to where some of those kids go. And Wayne's on a nice run right now. And with their enrollment policies, there's not a whole lot keeping kids from just outright, hey, I'm going to Fort Wayne Wayne, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even after this year, they lose one, you know, one starter, Javon Lewis, and then everyone else is back again. So, you know. There's going to be a lot of a lot of talent there again. So, kids coming up in eighth grade, yeah, they can choose. You know, pretty much choose where they want to go. They'll, I mean, they'll be big up front. Oh yeah, yeah, they'll have a Dillard at six six or so. Mm-hmm. Preston Comer six five. Akaze is what six six. Yep. Which one is like, the Dillard or or Comer? Which one's the more skilled one? Is that Dillard? Well, well, I don't know. that's tough to. Dillard's more two feet in the paint. He can see he's got a nice touch around the rim. Okay. Good so rebounder. Comer. Comer can step out and hit catch and shoot threes. Um 
I he's more get, athletic. I get but... him confused visually. I... Yeah. And then they, I mean, they still got Zaire Sullivan, who's, who's just a rebound machine off the bench, about six, five, bigger body left-hander who can just, I mean, he gets all the loose balls and rebounds. And then they have Carrington Terry as well, who's another, you know, will be a big for them. So they're going to be, I mean, they, obviously we know they got, you know, probably the top, what, three backcourt in the state with Javon Lewis and Chase Barnes. And then you add all those bigs and, you know, they're going to have a, they're going to have a team for sure. Well, didn't they get, they got a transfer too, right? Yeah. From Concordia. He's another good one. Kalen Williams, Thomas. Yeah. Um, so he'll start, he'll start for them at that wing. They lost Monty Smith last year. He was their lone senior. Well, he, he yeah, was somebody senior contributed, but somebody's not starting who thought they might. Even if it's a Kazi, might be him. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I watched him play this. I watched him play during. Did I watch him play during the school year? Did not watch him play during the school year. See, I saw McConaughey play Tipton, not TV, not Tippecanoe Valley. The Akazi is. You could tell he's working on things and the. Watching him play in the summer, that in the game that I saw just wasn't translating yet. And he will be, you know, the more the more refined he gets that. And I'm talking about he spent most of the the games the games that I saw this summer. I saw him play twice on the perimeter, more acting like a wing than not necessarily a forward. Uh, and it. He's got some work to do there, but I mean, it's it's intriguing because we talked a little bit about Peyton Miamba, Kyler, on one of the pods here recently. I can't remember if you were part of that or not. I don't think so. Okay. But well, didn't we? How would we? I mean, I wouldn't have. I think you and I did a separate segment. Didn't maybe. we? Yeah. Oh yeah, maybe we did. Yeah, that's what it was. Sorry. Because it's kind of the same thing, except Miamba as a freshman is a little bit. Well, and I, I don't know. I That was the thing we wanted with Miamba. The way Miamba looked in, in that freshman workout, how much of that is going to translate to school ball and how much of it even translated to the summer stuff. I, I didn't haven't seen Miamba play a structured game yet. I saw him play at Charlie Hughes. Yeah. And, and um, he looked – he was really good. I mean, he had a – he in the first was it the first quarter he had a catch and shoot three he had an and one a couple of free throws but it was just one of those things where I think I talked about during the Charlie Hughes on our segment but it just seemed like he's got a lot of offensive talent a lot of skill and I think right now it's just upstairs right now he's just trying to figure out like when to take when to go when to run the offense it's just kind of seemed like it was sped up for him a little bit trying to slow it down and trying to figure out uh, the offense that Kuhlman's running. Um, but, I mean, he had a stretch. Like I said, he had a catch and shoot three. He had an and one. He had a couple free throws. He had like eight straight. And then it kind of – I think he went out and Penn played a lot of players, a lot of guys. So, But he looked really good. I, I mentioned him in our Charlie Hughes talk. So I know he stood out for the little bit I saw him. And, and Akazi is kind of trying some of the same stuff. And you, I mean, you could see the work you know, again. You could tell the kid's been working on things. So, I mean, it'd be interesting to see how Joe uses him. I didn't want, get a chance to watch him play during the school season. Uh, I thought he rebounded statistically. He rebounded pretty well. 
especially for what a freshman typically would produce. But well, I was going to say, I mean, for Wayne, he's going to be able to. He's not going to be relied upon to to do a bunch of stuff on the perimeter and all. He can kind of, you know, it sounds like he's really athletic, rebounding, you know, blocking shots, those type of things. Like he's not going to be asked to score a ton for Wayne. I wouldn't think with all the scoring they have already. So he'll have time to kind of work on his skills and play his role. And then maybe once some of those guards get leave, he'll have his time as well. Well, either way, I, I like both their candidates, Coach Brewers or assistant. Known him for a while. He's a, he's an intense figure. I think he's got a I think he's got a good head for the, especially the defensive side of the ball. And uh, you know, just he would get those kids playing hard. But I and hopefully, if Luce gets it, hopefully, Bruce stays on. Right. You know, I because I think that he definitely has the respect of the kids. Didn't we see something from one of the? Didn't we see something from one of the players sort of supporting Brewer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. On social media. Yeah, I did. I saw that. But but Joe's Joe does a good job of he he's good people. He takes you know, he he looks after his players and I've I've dealt with him, you know, on the AAU side and, and the links he goes, I mean you know, the links he'll go to get, get a kid where he needs to be is certainly appreciated. So um That'll be an attractive hire if that if that is indeed the way it goes. So, All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll get into talking about the the bigs in the class of twenty twenty four. All right, top bigs, uncommitted bigs in the state of Indiana. We are combining centers and power forward because this is the state of Indiana, and we don't grow. While we might grow some of them tall, we don't grow a bunch of them tall. That is true. <laughs> that at least in the 24 class. Yeah, at least in the class of 2024. So we're looking at fours and fives. More fours than fives. In fact, well, there might be only two fives that I would go in depth with, but definitely probably a handful of guys at least deserve a mention. But Kyler, why don't you lead us off? All right. Well, if we're going to you know, I guess we're going to count him as a power forward. I know at prep hoops, we have him listed as a small forward, but probably got to go with Dylan Moran's right. Is he the best uncommitted one in that class? I mean, he's – you've got guys like Josiah Gustin, Tucker Tornada, Wyatt Zellers, Dylan, Keenan Garner. I mean, they're all uncommitted. Right. Except for – I mean, you got to go down to – yeah, you got to go down to Peyton Baird. Or does Baird's committed, right? Yeah, to Bethel. Yeah, you got to go down to Peyton Baird before you get to a kid that's committed. This was like the point guard list where we were like top uncommitted point guards. And then we were like, eh, it's all of them. (laughs) So here it's all of them, but Peyton Baird. Then we've got, all right. So, so what do you like about, I mean, what do you like about Marie? I mean, you brought, you talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I like Moran's just because of how versatile he is and everything. So um, I think the big thing that we've always kind of mentioned about it, and Jim, you always make a really good point about it, is just his core and his play um, around there and just play around the basket. But as far as pure athleticism and everything, Dylan's really sneaky, and he's, you know, he can really make plays both at the perimeter and the post and everything. 
Um, you know, I think he's a D1 potential kid. Um, not saying he's high major or anything, but um, he showed flashes of just being really, really good and some player that could just get, you know, better and better, you know, once he goes into that college level and stuff and who knows where he could end up at, um, you know, during that time. But, you know, always been a big fan of him and everything. He's definitely springy. And I, I think the concern – and we've talked a little bit. I mean, he so he played for Kyle Guy. He played for our program, and he's a Carmel kid who 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 did eventually transfer to Garen Catholic. So know the family very well. Talked to his dad quite a bit. I think his just physical maturation is is going to be the key. And not only he he is a little thin hip, so you wonder how much weight can he put on without. You know, it impacting mobility without it impacting his health. And and this is a thing for me. I I mean I've coached a couple kids like this, um, where you start packing on too much weight, it just becomes a problem because your your joints only I mean, your joints are only prepared to handle so much, especially with the rigorous activity of basketball or you know, and it, you know, football would be the same way and, you know, any any type of sport where you've got bursts and start stops. And I mean, it's it's not it's not an easy evolution. Um, but his core development, just being able to take contact without getting bumped off, uh, you know, that that's going to be a big part of his development. I think his outside shot has improved at every step of the way. His decision making has improved and. Love, love, love his motor. Um, lateral quickness defensively, kind of why I've still got him because we're at the four. Like, what can he guard at that level? Um, but you know, offensively, you you look at a lot of you know you look at his athleticism. That is pretty enticing. I mean, Coach Kaiwick Kaiwick at at Army loves him. Uh, Missouri State offer was was not really a surprise. They 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 saw him play quite a bit. His father played there uh, back when it was Southwest Missouri State, and uh, back when Coach Lynch from Brownsburg was Coach Alford's assistant. Um, but he's 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 got a lot of physical tools that are interesting, and he'll get stronger. Um, so the rest of it will be is just how does that impact other things and. I don't know. I've just dealt with this with kids in the past and I didn't coach him directly. So it's not a conversation I've ever really had with him. It's just things, you know, you just got to be careful because college coaches always talk about, Oh yeah, we'll put 40 pounds on him. He'll be great. And like, no, you sometimes you can't do that. Um, But no, he's athletically speaking and his motor, he's, he's right there. Do you not think he can guard the wing, you know, at the next level at this point in time? I mean, he's he's got to be able to get through screens. He's got to be able to lower his center of gravity. And again, that's I think both of those are core development issues. Yeah. Um, I can't or can't right now. Like right now, it's he is best suited to guard the four. He is 
he's actually an effective rim protector, especially when he's the secondary guy. So what was nice when he and Tucker Tornado would would play together, Tucker with Tucker's strength and his ability to to body somebody and be vertical, you know, Dylan would come off the weak side and, and get and he would be the guy that would block the shot. Yeah. You know, and and so you value Tucker's strength, but then you also feeds into Dylan to Dylan's athleticism. Um, and the team he played on this past summer, and 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 it, it, Garen is no different. He doesn't really guard a lot of pure perimeter players. You know, they basically started three. I mean, they basically started three guards, and you know, and him. Shoot, sometimes I'm not. Not that this fully matters because I've had teams where this has been the case where you bring you have more D one guy, you know, you six, get six or seven, eight D one guys on a team, you you know, kids don't start. But I mean, you're looking at Kobe Bowles was basically their starting point guard every game he was healthy. I think he missed a couple games this year. Then you got Kagaris from Ron Colley, Jackson Bell from North Central. You've got Hunter Walston. You know, those are four four pretty good perimeter players. And then you have Dylan and you had, and you had Tucker and they had, you know, Nate, Nate Orr, who's now at HSE transferred down from Michigan via Lalu. Um, and they had a lot of good perimeter players. D- Dylan just never really played that, never really played or guarded that position. It's like, it's like our buddy Bronson Kessinger. We talked about this. Um, we've talked about this not in recording session, but Corden, he was my starting power forward for three summers. And Toledo was recruiting him, and they're like, Yeah, they they see me as a three. I'm like, when have they ever seen you play the three, let alone do it successfully? And he goes, I don't know. And I go, <laughs> Well, there's your there's your answer. You know, and that's an easier conversation to have when you have a really good relationship with a kid. You know, with a player. You know, and then he goes to Indiana State and he's a five. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that wasn't what he thought either. But at the same time, that's not how we used him. But he was never going to be able to Dylan or not, excuse me, Bronson wasn't going to be able to guard a three at the, at that level. And it's a lot of the same center of gravity issues. Both pretty long-legged, both pretty, you know, Bronson probably a little more developed physically. Dylan more skilled. Um, but, yeah, when I heard Toledo was was recruiting Bronson, they said, he, you know, they think he can play the three. I'm like, no. And it wasn't even meant to be like a, like a funny, no, it was like, this is, no, this matters. This stuff... This stuff matters in terms of fit. You know, if you go there and they see you as a three and you go, you've never played it in your life, you've never guarded it in your life, and you go there and you're not good at it, then what? Transfer portal, that's what happens. So that was very important in Bronson's recruitment. So sometimes you got to be careful. Coaches will tell you what you want to hear. And I don't, and I don't, I shouldn't say it like that. That's not fair. I don't. I I didn't mean it. I shouldn't have said that. But, you know, you just got to be real careful with 
when have when have they seen you be successful? What is it that you're doing that that they like about you? And I and I think with Moran's, it's his, it's that he's springy, active four who's skilled, and and now he's just going to have to he's going to have to develop physically so he can guard it. He played the. I, I remember watching your team. I'm looking online here. It says plays AAU for 2015 Indiana Grassroots Reamer. Mm-hmm. Here we go. But um, he was the that four, was... right? And Smith was the five. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay. Because I remember then, watching you guys down at North Central one one time. I mean, we bought a tournament. Ooh, which game was that? Was that with you guys played uh, in that at North Central? Um, I think there was two courts in there. You were on that first court. Back gym. Were we playing? Yeah. Wisconsin Playground. I think it could have been because after that was the in, Eric Gordon and them played Milwaukee Runner Rebels with um yeah Kevon so Looney. We, we were so we were down eighteen, one by ten. Yeah, I kind of remember. Um, that was you guys getting uh, um, Ringo was, getting some steals. That was and, yeah, that was sixteen under. That was Ringo and Chris yeah. Dunn just yeah. going crazy. Yeah, I think I remember that. I don't remember even. There's been three games where I've coached where I don't remember. I'm like, how in the hell do we win this game? <laughs> one game, not to get too far down this path, but one game in a 05 group with Dominic James, Armand, and all those guys. We were down six with a minute to go. We won by two. I don't even know that I remember that we hit a shot to take the lead. It was so chaotic, the final minute of that game. And looked up and we won. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> You know, that's probably doesn't speak very highly of me, you know, but I don't know. We won a game until like, I don't know, five or six seconds after it's over. But I mean, it just, it happened that fast. And that's the way it happened with against that playground warriors team. Coach Richie, God rest his soul. He's since passed, but one of my, one of my good, better basketball friends on what would have been one of the original Nike teams. Uh, just God, we just all of a sudden Ringo just took the game over and literally stole their heart. <laughs> yeah, I remember maybe not, that. I'm, maybe not literally, but I remember Walton was struggling, and then I think he got it going a little in the second half or something. Yeah, but, fun team. Yeah, we added Dana Bat the next year. Batman from Fort Wayne. And His Jordan dad Geist. got into the games, man. He was into those games. At home hear these sirens. Oh yeah, I see him. That well, yeah, video. That is the third. I'm like a, a block west of all the like main police and fire stations and all that. And it's only bad part about where I live is that anything happens west, it all goes right by my den window. So, all right, let's move on. Wow, that was a nice little tangent. Uh, Dominique, <laughs> who you got? Oh, I got a long list. Um, there you go. We'll start with some Fort Wayne kids. Caleb Lairman, he got an offer. We talked about earlier, but from Dwanger, about six eight. Um, you know, he's obviously got size. Um, he finishes pretty well in the paint. I'd like to see him get a little meaner at times in the paint. I know against uh, Lawrence Central last year, he was kind of. It was a game where Preston. I would say Roberts, but it's what Ross, yeah. Ross. Preston Ross for Dwinger was out that game. 
And uh, Lehrman pretty much in the first half, he was he kept them in the game. He was scoring a lot in the rim. He got a drop step dunk, kind of got the crowd going. Uh, and then he got two fouls or two or three fouls. I had to sit out the rest of the – he didn't – he played like maybe 30 seconds of the second quarter, and I'm not sure they scored at all when he went out. So he was kind of, you know, all they had going at that point. But uh, that I seen him play this summer with um, – gosh, who does he play? Does he play for TPE or does he play for Focus? I think he, I think he plays – Right? Huh? Is he Is he with Focus? I don't think so. Is he with TPE? Probably. Okay. TPE. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he is TPE. Um, and he was actually playing against someone with comparable size. I think the kid he was playing was like 6'10". Um, pretty pretty decent kid from another state. Um, but he did kind of struggle a little bit against that lot of size, and the other kid was pretty pretty tough. But I just kind of like his touch around the rim. Um, you know, semi-athletic. Like I said, he can – you know, catch it in the post and make a move and, you know, drop step dunk on somebody a little bit. So he's got some athleticism, good touch around the rim, but um, he's one I wanted to mention. And then Cole Hayworth uh, from Concordia, he played with focus, correct? He did. Yes. He was not, when I seen them play this summer, he was not, um, he wasn't there. Um, but I did see him play in the season a couple times, twice. And um, I definitely think he's a four. I know I think we talked last week. Is he a three? Is he a four? Right. Um, but I definitely think he is a four. Uh, he's got really good at great athleticism. Uh he's really springy. He can he can catch and shoot threes. Um and then just kind of finishes in the lane well with his left hand. Um he you've seen him what, once or twice, Jim? I I saw him once and not he not a great game right not a great game in fact talking with coach adams later that day um he kind of had a chuckle he said it was yeah it was the, the probably the worst game he'd played in three summers yeah. and you know but you know again i mean timing you know we talked about stuff like that you know but you know, and Casey gave me a list. Of, you know, Casey gave me a good assessment of the things that he does well, and you know, and I trust Casey, so that, that makes that pretty easy, right? So you know, but yeah, the the game I saw, he wasn't. He just he struggled. The game was really fast. Uh, I, I'm going to forget who they played, but but it was um, they got beat, and it was um, who's the little who's the guard they have. Um, from Cadell. now he's at Southside. He's um, Cadell Wallace. Yes, he played really well. I, I like yeah, him a lot like, that game. Yeah, I like him too. Who was the oh man, Tyler Cruel? No, um, no, I'm going somewhere. I'm 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 wondering if Hayworth plays a lot like this kid. Hold on a second. Oh. Here. See what happens is these guys graduate and they disappear from our view. So now and I got to look my up brain. I got to look up Leo two fourteen. Okay, so now I go to. Oh, you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> you know that's fine. Go on. Um, um, they had two bigs a couple of years ago. That one yeah, of them we were talking one about. I really liked. Was it? Um, Let me scroll down here. Two fourteen. Is it Bontrager? No, no. No, I'm thinking of um, Cam, um Cademan Bontrager. Ah, uh, I thought it was no. Maybe it was. Or was it the other kid that went to Rutgers for football? 
maybe it wasn't 214. Shoot. Give me some other schools. Um, Around Fort Wayne? It wasn't. Oh, no, I know. Hold on. Woodland. Okay. Woodland. Um, Hold on. I'm getting there. 413. Sometimes my code's too good. You lost me with the four these numbers. I don't know where you're. I don't know where you're going. Well, they so the the database that you put them in, you put you put in their team, their school ID, so that way you don't keep typing in the same data over and over and over. But then I create these views that show the actual words versus just numbers. So like if you look through all the database, all you'd see is a bunch of numbers. But but I know that's exciting to people, but um. I don't know who on Woodland. I'm not. I haven't. I haven't seen Woodland play. I don't think ever. Uh, Joe Reedy. There we go. Okay, I have seen there, him actually. There we go. How you mentioned that. God, that was that was a rough. That's that's rough audio right there. Does he? Is he? Is he a lot like Reedy? Um, Reedy was a kid that I loved, and I thought he was a little under recruited. Yeah. I have and seen they're sim- Reedy. They're play. similarly sized. Yeah. What was Reedy about? Was he? Was he six? What was he? Six five, six six. Okay, yeah, that's what Hayworth is. Ah, man, I feel if my memory serves me right, I feel like Reedy could shoot it a little better. He could. He shot the ball really well. Yeah, I would say Hayworth's probably not that. If that was part of the the stuff, I didn't get to see. I mean, he can definitely he can knock it down, but I would say most of his points are using his athleticism in the paint with his left. But like I said, when I seen him play against Blackhawk, he came out and was like, wow, we had 10 straight points right away, dunks, threes. And then I think he ended the game with 10. And then against Northside, it was up and down. A Johnny Washington had like 30. And I, I'm not sure. Hayworth might have scored a couple points. So I think, yeah, just the, seeing the timing of, of seeing him play. But, but yeah, that's, that might be a good comparison. Well, then I like him. <laughs> uh, Josiah Gustin, Tunnel Heights. He's already got offers from Northern Kentucky and Mercer. Mercer, yep. Northern Kentucky and Mercer. 6'8". Proved skill. You know, again, what you know, what is he? If, you know, again, you ask me a question. Is he a three? Is he a four? To me, he's a four because, again, I think defensively that would be the issue is who would he guard, you know, and he'll have, he would have to put on some bulk to, to, to play, you know, to, I mean, all these kids are going to put on, most of these kids are going to put on bulk, put on muscle to, to, to play at that level. But, but he's got, his, his ball handling in, in the half court has improved. Like, and I'm talking about just getting through traffic and finishing and really like, and really like his defensive focus off the ball, how much of that has improved. Uh, I remember when I went and watched him play as a sophomore early in the year, played 45 seconds and came out and never got back in. <laughs> so, so clearly he did something wrong that they had talked about. 
and was was out in a hurry. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. He came back in like midway through the third quarter. But that was a long sit. But it was it was evident that it was definitely uh, something that they had that they'd worked on or something that was really important for him. So he kind of came out of nowhere too. I feel like with his recruitment. Yeah, I mean, he's AAU just, out of state, right? He did. He played for Ohio, all Ohio Select, which is not all Ohio Red. But I mean, Pendleton has not been great lately, you know, and that's for as good as some of those teams were in the, you know, in the McDermott days and the and the Kellen Dunham days, and then before that, um, you know, you go back to you you go back to Nick Rogers. Um, and the kid, on it, who went to UNC Wilmington, um, graduated in 2006, whose name now um, escapes no. me. Um, oh, that wasn't him. I don't know. Anyway, back to the database. Back to, uh, the database doesn't go back that far. <laughs> database doesn't go back that far. Um, but they've just not been they've just not been as good. I don't know. I mean, there's like a thousand Dunhams that rolled through there. Now none of them were Kellen, but but they were all pretty they were all pretty competent point guards. Um but you know, at the same time, a lot of that goes a lot of that goes toward uh you know what it impacts the kids exposure I, I was not, thinking uh, sorry I was thinking Von, Grayson Von Fl- Flintner okay I was Von, thinking Grayson Flintner from, he went to Gardner Webb yeah I was, he's, was all. he's from Tri-Central via Tipton yeah no Von Duggins is who I was thinking of Josiah Gun- Gustin gonna have to play with another uncommitted uh, big with uh, Ravia South Ravia right yeah, now that he's yeah he's transferred over to Pendleton, yeah, yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, I'm curious to see how their um their styles mix together. Does he does he kind of look like um I don't know about look like, but does he kind of remind you of um Javon Buchanan at all, Jim? Who? Gustin. Mm, not as thick. Maybe a little, maybe a little springier. Yeah. I I don't think that he has the same feel as Buchanan, but longer and but I you know I talk about a kid I really liked that I thought was under recruited was Buchanan. And I don't know how he's doing at Wesleyan, but well, I've seen Josiah so, Gustin play on stream Pendleton. I just had a few notes down that I really liked his passing out of the middle I think they were playing um Greenfield Central one game and that didn't go well for Pendleton and then they were playing in another game they were playing um Tyler's guy um Wapahani and oh, Isaac I, Andrews yeah I've seen a couple plays where I think it was against uh Greenfield Central where they were kind of uh three-quarter court pressing him and he was in the middle and they get it to him he made a couple nice passes out of the middle. Um, so that's just something I had written down on him that he was, you know, good vision at six, seven being in the middle of a zone or middle of a press and making plays out of it. 
But like I said, I haven't seen a ton of them. Greenfield's got had one kid taller than six two, so yeah. Or well, six three if you believe Dylan. <laughs> he got a dunk in that game. I remember. The yeah, guy. he got yeah he got a lot of dunks, but yeah, him and Mullins and Kirkoff would hit shots, and God, they just didn't have any size. But fun, Kyler, who you got? Um, I think we got to talk about Keenan Gardner a little bit. Um, one of my favorite players to watch in the twenty four class. Um, I just think for his size, uh, what is he at six 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 seven? Mm-hmm. I would say six, yeah, probably six seven with the hair, right? Um, yeah. But uh, no, I think he's a very, uh, I think he's very skilled on the ball um, for his position and everything. And he's a guy that I've seen a lot of improvements in. Um, still not there when it comes to shooting it consistently from, I would say, probably like 15 foot, 17 foot and out um, there. But, you know, if he gets that, he's going to be a really, really good player. But I mean, he's going to be a big part for Fishers this year. Um always been a big fan of him and everything. And he's, he's very talkative on defense, very active on defense. Um, He's got kind of a good leader mindset, I think. And um, I don't know. I think he's a little under-recruited as well. I know Eastern Illinois is looking at him and I know there's other, um, there's other small D ones out there, but I I think he's he's got got offers. Yeah. Well, he's probably got like what, three, four, maybe D one off. Two division one offers, Eastern Illinois and SIU. Edwardsville. Yeah. And I, I think I think if he has what she's probably expected to have a big year at Fishers, I think he could crack that mid major level. And here we are in the state of Indiana. Two division one offers, four NAI offers, no D no D two offers. <laughs> Never failed, right? And again, I'm not it's <laughs> not trying to single out in University of Indianapolis, but there's just two division two schools in the state of Indiana. So I mean a lot of that is is just that it's you know it's there's by count just two d2 schools so why d2 schools in illinois and michigan dip down here i mean obviously mckendry offered zellers out of scottsburg and and coach Reckaway out of northwood recruits indiana you know pretty well especially the northeast part of the state but i mean that's a kid that I, I do think he's more of that GLVC type power forward, which still means you got to be really good. Uh, but yeah, I want to see he shot. I watched him play one time the summer where he shot well, and I hadn't seen that yet during the school year. Uh, but pretty good defensive instincts for a kid that I don't know how much basketball he played in Germany, but that's where he came from. And, you know, he, he adapted quite nicely once he got here. Dominique, you go throw out one. Yeah. Um, the Fort Wayne guys. I got a couple other Fort Wayne kids. Do we know – have we had any update on Tucker Day? Is he going to be at Canterbury? I, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Again, I'm not right. really sure how he can be eligible, but – I don't know. Yeah, I just keep seeing stuff, and it says can't keep saying Canterbury. So I don't. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I mean, we know um, he's there. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, if he can't play, is he? You know, would he transfer to a prep school and be able to play? Or I would assume at this point he's he's 
he right. knows he's eligible. And he's, so, he's okay. got offers like DePaul and it Indiana. Just, right? Yeah, it could just be the Homestead just signed off on it. And, yeah. I mean, aren't all four of those kids playing? They were the summer. I just and yeah. that, you know that, that's not a good indication, but so you I mean, I so know. your your issue might bear out there. I don't know. I I just know that we've not heard he's not playing, right? Um, but yeah, I think I'll I'll mention uh kid from Lures, Danny Kelly. Uh, I think he's yeah. more of a a, a he's four. Not, he's not a senior. That's though. right. He is a twenty twenty five. That's right. <laughs> So scratch, scratch that off. Um, well, well I guess we'll, yeah, I guess we'll talk about Justin Sims. We've talked about him before. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot, but just, uh, you know, nice forward, athletic, you know, finishing in the paint. I don't know if his outside shot's coming along. Um, I don't know. Have you, did you see him play this summer? Yeah. Yeah, we've Tyler. talked about it a little bit. We talked a little bit around the Charlie Hughes and around Charlie Hughes in June where you know, when he was a freshman and and not to say that I mean, I'm not try, look, I haven't talked to coach Urban specifically about Sims probably 2 years. So it, when he was a freshman you thought, okay, if this kid could really develop perimeter his perimeter game, he had a lot of physical tools and and good size as a freshman. And you know the, the the outside shot hasn't haven't seen enough of that yet. I mean, haven't seen uh, you know haven't seen any sort of slashing ability with the ball. Uh, but you know, he's a good defense. He's a good defensive player, especially around the paint. He's pretty active. There's been some times where I think his motor could be better. Motor's big for me with him. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, he's their number two guy and they win a lot of games. I, you know, so I don't, yeah. there's something to be said about that. You know, I know a lot of that is coaching. Um, but at the same time, it's being able to put a guy like that in a position where he can be successful. And, you know, Chesterton plays a good schedule. So it's not like he's out there having great games against a bunch of duds. Another one I was going to mention was White Sellers. Yeah, that's where I was going. Scottsburg, lefty skilled, can step out and shoot. Um, I think we've seen him play up at the running slam, right, Kyler, over there for um, – Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Over there in that – A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know – Skilled, they have him listed at six nine. Um, but yeah, he can step out and shoot. And um, trying to think if does he? I think he's got some offers going. You know, yeah, we had, Co- we had coach on from uh, from Scottsburg, and he was I'm, I'm on it talking about him. But but yeah, he was talking about you know a lot of interest and things like that. And I couldn't remember if he said he had offers or not, or if we have him down for some offers. But you got to yeah, think. I mean, he's got McKendry just this past week. That's and right. Then, yeah, UW Parkside up in Wisconsin, and then those are two Division two schools. Right. Right for him, I think. And then, yeah, I do too. And then Indiana East, Goshen, and Bethel, NAI level, and 
Again, McKendree, GLBC, that's probably the best Division II conference in the country, or at least it is consistently. Parkside, uh, that that part of the country, every now and then will drop down into Indiana and recruit. Um, there's a couple of Indiana connections up in up in that area, and so sometimes you'll see somebody you know pulling off or from Wisconsin or Minnesota Division two school. But I, to me, I think the way he shoots it. Again, I think that's. I mean, he's. Not that he would be the best three pointer, three point shooter on the floor, but for his position, he would be a game changer. Like he would have his own gravity, and I think maybe the division one level. The question is his physicality. You know, does he rebound it enough? Uh, you know, does he is he able to is he able to handle contact physically, defensively? Again, at the Division One level, um, but yeah, offensively he's and he he has gotten tougher and, and with a better motor. It was one of the nice things about them is that they played Peak and Eastern, so they get to play Jake Cherry, who again a kid that played for me. So, but that's two six six nine six ten kids going at it, and you know they 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 each had their own strengths and weaknesses. And he was a struggle, as good of a defender as Jake as Jake Cherry was. You know, going out and getting to Wyatt on some of their ball screen stuff was was difficult. And you know, that's that's where at any level when you got a kid that 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 size that can shoot, it's just different. My turn. Yes, sir. I'm going to throw out two real quick here, and then I'm going to throw out one. I'm interested interested in revisiting this, and now that Kyler's here, we can get another another voice on it. Um, Tucker Tornada, I figure one of us will bring him up between me or Kyler. Six seven forward from Evansville Memorial. I mean, I I think the kid is a low low D one player. I think. I think defensively he's shown that he can definitely guard a five at at a pretty decent level. He had no back down whatsoever guarding Flory Badunga in two separate situations this past summer. Uh, Flory got the better end of it both times, but at the same time it wasn't a walk in the park either. He was he was physical. He he was not getting bumped off his spots defensively. Um, he gave Badunga a lot of fits and Flory was able to overcome it just because he had a little bit more length, a little bit more spring and, but it was not easy pickings for him. And and I think that was a big kudos to the way Tucker played him offensively. He is absolutely one of the best passers in the state. You can, you can run your whole offense through him. Not that he's going to be a primary ball handler, but, but very much, <laughs> hate. Here we go with this very much like Jokic. I mean, he in uh, Nikola Jokic, he is he's, he's, he does. He's got great vision. Um, he's unselfish. He's you know, are there times where he might try to thread it a little bit too tightly? Sure. Um, how much of that 
his vision wanes against taller competition. I don't. I mean, I'm sure that's real. I'm sure that's a, and it, I'm sure that's a consideration. But that doesn't mean he can't adjust quickly, to just extra length and you know, being a little bit more bothered than what he is, say at the high school level. I mean, I think he focus. I think he can function from all three levels in the post: low post, mid post, and high post. Effective score. Um, reminds me a little bit of a kid I used to coach named Brandon Mays, where I would say in a kid named Logan White. Mays was from Centerville, who led the state in rebounding as a sophomore and junior. Uh, then Logan White, who led was the fourth leading rebounder at Division Three level. Kids that would re- get more rebounds without jumping than anybody I've ever seen in my life, and I think Tucker's part of that equation. Just uses his body so extremely well. Um, like Zebo, yeah, a little, yeah, a little bit like. See, making fun of me for the Jokic comparison. <laughs> you come out here and drop Zebo, and then his buddy. I don't know if they're buddies, but his rival Malachi McNair from Evansville Harrison. Another big body, another kid that's um, not as polished offensively. Uh, probably a little bit more of a bulldog mentality around the paint, and you know, and and. Where some of the, how some of that translates to the next level, um, like right now, Tornada has Fairmont State as a Division Two offer. He's got Indiana Westland and Marion as well, so he's got some really nice offers there. Um, hold on, make sure I'm doing this right. And then, but you know, you get a kid like McNair doesn't have anything going on, and he's one of the best rebounders in the state at six six, good length. Um, probably I would say decent shooter, um, but not anything you're going to wrap any part of your offense around. Maybe is like a second, you know, open second catch kind of guy. Um, but a kid I really like. So, um, and then one name, Kyler, we talked about him a lot last week, a little bit about him last week. I've got him at a power forward just because offensively he needs to be more Braden Walters. Let's just put it there. Yeah. What do you think about him? The definition of a point forward, I think. Yeah, yeah. That's by fair. all accounts. By all accounts of him. Yeah, I think it's power forward. I just think what he does, I think he's an old school power forward. Um, maybe he I think he's undersized as a power forward, but just how he plays. Just screams, you know, point forward, like I said, an old school power forward. He's going to rebound. He's going to do a lot of the little things and everything. Um, never, ever, ever really seen him stretch it out any. Um, I would assume he's a capable scorer around the rim, but that's also another thing we've always talked about is the scoring ability. We just don't know what that is, really. So I think right now, I think just by default, it's it's power forward. Yeah. I He was brought up last – who brought him up last week? Well, I guess Dominique had to you be did, you, right? I think you brought him up, but I was on. As a, as a three? Yeah. I mean, uh, I think maybe, you, were, maybe, you, were, you were questioning, like, is he a three or a four, or asking maybe, me what I thought. And then I moved him over to the four. Yeah. That's probably why my four, my power forward list was such a mess when I looked at it this before <laughs> this pod. Yeah, I mean, he's – again, he's just got to be more assertive. Super teammate. I mean, there's a lot of things I like about him. And look, if, if I was, 
if I was a NAI school, I would definitely want him. And I think there's times we talked a little bit about, I talked, we talked about Tornada about how Tucker could never be a primary ball handler um, or likely wouldn't be one. Um, Walters, you could, even as a four. Because again, he could handle it versus the matchup. He'd be a guy that could bring the ball up. And he's just, he's just got to be more assertive offensively as far as scoring. Because uh, at the college level, he's not going to have as many positive matchups as what he does at the high school level. I think Todd then, Wolf will get that out of him at Terre Haute North. I think he's going to have to be more assertive. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just not – I don't know if it's any. But defensively now, the flip of that is that he can, he can guard two or three positions. And I think he would be able to do that in college too. So, all right, Kyler, who you got? We got to clean this up pretty quickly, don't we? Because you're yeah. a little bit over your time. I'll just throw in some names. Uh, yeah, do that. Let's do that. I don't think we've really seen much of him, but I, I assume we've all heard good things about him. Nick Book from Westfield. Yeah. Um, so that's a name to watch out for. What? Where did he come from again? New Zealand. Australia. Oh, New yeah, Zealand. New Zealand. You're right. You're yeah. right. So heard great things about him. Makes Westfield a, a whole lot better. Um, trying to see right now. Jalen Johnson from Portage, um, a guy that's kind of came on the scene a little bit um, over the past summer and everything. Real athletic guy. Um, good scorer by all accounts for what I've seen. And then Mason Harvey from Seton Catholic. Um, another true stretch four, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, really good at the 2A level and everything. So um, high IQ player as well. And then Kind of mentioned him earlier, Seth LaRavia from Pendleton Heights. Um, always been just kind of a consistent player uh, wherever he's been and stuff. And then uh, let's see, who else? Cole Duncan, uh, center from Cohen, 6'9". Um, skilled player and everything's gotten better and better the years I've seen him. And then another guy I want to throw in, very under the radar name, I think, is Clem Butler from um, George yeah. Washington, 6'9". Yep. You know, he's, he's a very awkward player you know, type of player right now for his size and everything. But he has shown flashes the times I've seen him of, you know, being a smart big, rebounds it well and everything, just not super quick or anything like seen that. Past, so. You've seen this past summer? Yep. I mean, he's, say he's completely reshaped his body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and, and maybe not enough strength yet because, oddly enough, he was probably more effective with the extra weight. But, again, it's a transition. I think big yeah. picture it helps him to redefine, you know, to 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 change his body like he had. I'm, you know, I'm jealous. <laughs> I need to change my body, not for, not for the same reasons, but but you know, he was he was large as a, as a sophomore. He just couldn't get around it. Yeah. I watched them; they yeah, beat Ritter. Was see with uh, all area gold? Yeah. Yep. Okay, I seen. I didn't. I've seen him at different tournaments. He just kind of sticks out because he's so tall. Right. Um, but I, I don't think I ever sat down and watched them play. I just have seen them out there. But still struggles to run the floor a little bit. He's still not the quickest and everything. But I think he's a guy, you get the right coach, the right, <clears throat> right guy to train him or something, I think you could get really get something out of him. Jalen Johnson, probably a guy we should – we we should probably spend more time on, but I'm not sure how much any either one of or any of us have seen him. He's uh, on my list. I've seen him he, play. If you've he seen him more, talk about him. Oh, I I haven't seen him. I only seen him in one game. I don't think he he did much. I think he did he play for 94 feet. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah I think yes. He was playing on that um, when we were watching. I think, Kyler, you were with me there. We were kind of sitting in between courts watching Kyle Guy on the one side and um, 94 feet was on the other side. And 94 feet got it, it – was, it was over pretty quick. And I, I didn't – like I said, I didn't really get to see much of them, so I don't know. I know Zach has seen more of them, um, but he other he was on my list. But other than that, I've only seen him at the Kyle Guy camp and everything, so he was definitely the most under the radar guy there. Right, Dominique. What uh, what are some other names we need to we need yeah. to make sure we bring in the focus? Couple here. names uh, from up, you know more northern indiana i don't where should we have kyler cruel at because i know i had some nice notes down on him four I, four i've got him what oh is a four okay um that's a name to, to look out for um he played really well in the game i've seen uh a focused play this summer um uh, and then just another couple names it's brayden barth from west noble uh six four six five forward for them who scores it really well in the paint uh, around the rim. Um, and then just the transfer to Bishop Knoll from Hammond Central. He, he was a contributor for, contributor for Hammond Central last year. Amari Moore, who's now at Bishop Knoll, about 6'5 forward. Um, so those are the those are the last couple guys I had down. Man, it took them all. <laughs> Uh-oh, hold on. Getting a phone call. Need to need to tell. Hold on, I need to tell. Um, recording podcast, fall <laughs> <laughs> league stuff creeping in. Uh, quick, just a few more names. I a, a kid we might see do some things this year for Ben Davis from Moninas. Uh, six five, six six, pretty good athlete. Um, certainly, uh, got a little bit of opportunity this year them but definitely with every you know everybody up front especially graduating there's a lot of opportunity for him um i think that uh let's see Dion or peyton bear has already committed we've talked about everybody else on this list I, a kid i liked I, from Indiana christian last fall i saw andy spolman play oh, yeah. did not see, see him play this this spring or summer but a kid that i liked and then uh, probably Jack Halls from Terre Haute North. That's a good one. Again, physically, he's going to have to, you know, he's going to have to mature a little bit and round up into, round, round up, round into his body. Um, and that's it, really. I mean, I could, I could definitely. I think we're going to see Owen Huber from Carmel do some nice things this year. He stepped up and, and did some did some good stuff last year as, as Carmel sifted through some injuries. Um, he's definitely going to start this year. I'll be anxious to see what he wants to do for college if he wants to play and where that goes. Carmel sometimes, a lot of big schools are this way, tend to have a D one or bust mentality, uh, especially right. if it's a situation where they can afford to go to college, um, whether it be through academic scholarships or just being able to uh, withstand the uh, price tag in general. Uh, I don't want to overstate too much, um, 
but he's you know he's definitely a kid that's going to have a bigger role and i don't know that carmel is going to have a third consistent third score so you might see some games where he'll go out and have 16 points and you might see some games where he goes out and has four points um, and and all of it will be based around his ability to rebound and I think defensively he'll handle that end of the floor extremely well. Um, but um, anyway, is he is he the one I thought was John Michael Malloy's brother? Yeah, because he's got red hair. Okay, that's him. All right, and I'll be anxious to see what happens with 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 Mitch uh, Malloy because he was hurt all June. And they started the second sophomore. They obviously they started Evan Harrell, but they started Jermichael, Jermichael, um <laughs> Jiminy Christmas. Um, Fountain. God dang it. How did I forget that? I wanted to call him Finley. For some reason, Finley kept popping out of my brain. Jermichael Fountain. And, and now you might see Malloy maybe being that fifth starter. Um, but... And he'll he'll add some toughness, but again, he not really a super scoring option. He's just more of a role player, screener, glue guy. Um, but you know that's the the big man there is Huber because he'll be able to he'll be able to beat up on some people. And he was like I said, I think the time that he got this past year, he was pretty effective. All right, anything else? think that's it. Kyler, what do you got coming up this week besides a glorious day at Noblesville Boys and Girls Club watching the Fall League on Sunday? <laughs> um, Let's see. I mean, obviously, like I mentioned at uh, the beginning of the podcast, still knocking out a bunch of high school spotlights. We'll continue to do so until the beginning of the season, as many as I can. Then, of course, we've always got stuff at HoosierIllustrated.com. Bye week for football this week, so be a lot of reset you know, and everything like that with that and basketball previews coming up and continuing on with these big recruiting updates that have been coming out. So a lot of stuff, very, very busy guy. Cool. All right, Dominique, you got anything? Push? <laughs> no, very busy, but nothing of importance. No, nothing of note, nothing of note. No, yeah. no. Yeah, nothing of note, yeah. Not, nothing relevant to this. Well, we got the Metro Indy Basketball Fall League coming up this week. See uh, if you're already listening. By the time you listen to this, registration will be closed. I'm running around like chicken with my head cut off, putting together teams. But definitely, Noblesville Boys and Girls Club, come out and watch. It is um, the what I like about it is it's competitive. What I like about it is the coaches take it seriously, and it's it's uh, the the kids that enter that enter single as you know a single person. I put in way too much time trying to put together good teams. So, um, so hopefully the goal is not have a lot of blowouts and we, we do a pretty good job of that. So at any rate, hopefully if you're listening, you're a casual basketball fan, you come out to Noblesville boys and girls club and join us. And other than that, we'll, we'll have a string of podcasts updating the action there each week. I know one week we'll have a topic on 2025. We'll talk about some breakout candidates there. We'll be bringing in a fifth podcaster for that one. Somebody from the southeast part of the state. Looking forward to bringing him on board. We'll, we'll introduce him when he gets here. Um, other than that, guys, appreciate your time, and we'll look forward to talking to you guys again. See you.